Can you believe Advent next weekend? Oh my gosh. Our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. That's some title for the feast day which we celebrate on this last Sunday of our liturgical year. And to some degree, I think the title and some of the art depicting Christ sitting on the throne with a gold crown has given this feast a connotation that kind of misses the mark of its original purpose and design. So what is this feast day really all about? And more importantly, what direction does it give us to live a better life? For those answers, let's take a look at the historical background, then today's gospel, and then allow me to end with a story which brings some reality to this feast day. See, it began back in 1920 with the Franciscans. It was the end of World War I, and the Roaring Twenties were in full swing, and much ado was being made about the kings and princes of the time. Being Franciscans, they saw that there was a need for us to be rerooted in our faith, to be connected to our God and to each other. And they felt that our lives should be focused and centered around one thing, which literally is the definition of universal. And then that thing should be Christ. So they urged Rome for a new feast day to celebrate what some call the cosmic Christ. See, if the Franciscan theology teaches us that at the beginning of time, what some call the Big Bang some 14.6 billion years ago, God desired to materialize so the invisible was made visible. God said to let there be light. God created and said it was good. And if we read the prologue to John or some of the Pauline letters or the first letter of John, it's clear that Christ in God has existed for all eternity, not just since the birth of Jesus. Remember, Christ is not Jesus' last name. Rather, Jesus, who was born and was crucified 2,000 years ago, became the human incarnation of Christ. Again, God making visible what was invisible. And Jesus the Christ knew that his human presence would soon end. And so he promised to send us an advocate, the Holy Spirit, who would be with us always, so we could continue his good work. As St. Teresa of Avila wrote, Christ has no body now on earth but yours, no hands but yours. Yours are the feet with which he is to go about doing good. Yours are the hands in which he is to bless all people. As we heard last week, we're called to use our gifts and our talents given to us through the Spirit so we can be Christ to others. But how? Is it really that important? Well, that takes us to the Gospel, which is really one of my favorites because it's the only description of the Last Judgment that appears in any of the four Gospels. It's Matthew's recording of Jesus' last discourse before the events of his Passion begin to unfold. And it's this gospel that tells us how and where we need to focus. For did you ever notice nowhere in the gospels does Jesus say to worship him, much less a king? He simply said, follow me and do what I do. Actually, this is the root of what Pope Francis has been preaching and teaching and living. I'm personally at a loss at how some can say he's confusing others. There's nothing confusing about being Christ-like. 
That's just hard work, especially if you're not used to it. And how important is this? Well, Matthew tells us that we will not be judged necessarily by how often we were right or wrong, or how closely we followed the laws, or whether we said the right words, or bowed at the right times, or even how well we followed all the canon laws. Rather, we'll be judged on how well we were able to shed our egos in order to follow him and feeding the hungry, welcoming the stranger, clothing the naked, caring for the ill, and visiting those in prison. Or in other words, to follow Christ and how he forgave, loved, and cared for others. This is the change, the transformation, and the human connectedness that this cosmic Christ calls out to us in today's gospel. This, my brothers and sisters, is where the rubber meets the road. This is what Christ did, and this is what the gospel calls us to. And the easy part is, we don't have to look far for the hungry, the thirsty, the naked, or the ill. For it's you, it's me, it's our brother, our sister, our mother, our father, our neighbor, our coworker. It's the face you see in the mirror. It's the faces of Christ disguised in our daily lives. You see that the paradox of this feast day title is that Christ was not all about kingship, but rather kinship. So let me leave you with a story from my Jesuit friend, Father Greg Boyle. For 25 years, he has run Homeboy Industry, the largest gang intervention, rehab, and reentry program in the world. And as he says in his own words, it's a tough sell, but a good bet. I suppose if we were a decaying Hollywood sign instead of a sign of hope to gang members, Los Angeles wouldn't let us crumble. If we were a center for abandoned puppies instead of a place of second chances, we would never worry about closing. Homeboy Industries is a tough sell, but a good bet. Author of the best-selling book, Tattoos of the Heart, Greg actually wrote this week's homily in my book, Naked and You Clothe Me. And in this homily, he shares the following story. Martha had a tough life. Abandoned, tortured, and abused as a child, she predictably transmitted her pain long before she got around to transforming it. Gangs, drugs, and prison filled nearly two decades of her life. And she carries in her addiction that particularly heartbreaking pain of giving birth and having the child taken away and raised by strangers. She works for me and is in solid recovery now. But the shame and disgrace, which is the principal suffering the poor, still weighs heavily. We talk in my office one day about, well, stuff, and she just begins to sob. She folds her arms on front of my desk and rests her weary, weeping head. I touch her shoulder and ask, why are you crying? She looks up and blurts out, I wish you were God. This makes me chuckle. Why? When Martha can form the words through her sobbing, she says, I think you would let me into heaven. Now it's my turn to cry. 
I reach across the expanse of my desk. I grab both her hands and pull her close. Kiddo, I swear to you, if I get to heaven and you're not there, I'm not staying. Martha's changed my life forever. Knowing her has altered the course of my days, reshaped my heart, and returned me to myself. Both of us, diamonds covered in dust. She's taught me that I'm not somebody, but that I am everybody. And so is she. Exquisite mutuality. Kinship. It's what's left when the margins get erased. Kingship, it makes Jesus yawn. Now kinship, that's another story. According to this gospel, there really is no story more important than that. For we're called to have lives centered around kinship, reaching out to others so others can reach us, thereby allowing us to mutually erase our margins, communally make Christ visible, and equally share in God's love. Nothing confusing, nothing needing a golden crown, just answering the call to live the gospel of the Lord.